You are listening to Power Talk with Dr. Norman Thomas, sponsored by New Life Church International, a church for all nations. Everybody say, I am healed. This is something that we want to start the year off with today. Um, We want to make sure that we begin this year off with the mindset of health. Because I'm going to tell you, with uh, the world, they are feeding you a lot of fear regarding sickness and disease. And so I thought it would be a good thing for us to just begin this year, uh, this year with the concept of of health. Um, The Bible tells us that Jesus basically took care of that for us. He did that in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, in the CEV translation. Um, Christ carried the burden of our sins. He was nailed to the cross so that we would stop sinning and start living right. And by his cuts and by his bruises, we were healed. We are healed. Now, what is that talking about? It's talking about, it's basically a transaction that occurred when Jesus was on the cross. Now, there's several things that happened when he was on the cross. One of the things that happened, I am so hot in here, I just just turned that that heat off. Um, One of the things that happened was we were given divine health. That's what we were given when Jesus died on the cross. When he died on the cross, what else were we given? You should know. What else were we given? Huh? We were given redemption, yes, salvation. We were given redemption when he died on the cross. And another thing that we received when he he died on the cross was redemption from poverty and lack and insufficiency. So there was a transaction that occurred through Jesus Christ that God gave us benefits and privileges that we are to take advantage of in this life. And one of them was health. One of them was health. And we're calling this divine health. Now, I'm not a medical doctor. Uh, I'm a teacher of the gospel. And so that's why this is dealing with divine health. We're talking about divine health. And it's really looking at health from a biblical perspective. One of the important roles of the church is to make sure that its members and that its citizens take the opportunity to walk in this divine health, that we don't forfeit this benefit or lay this benefit aside and give up the right to operate in this benefit, but that we utilize it and that we walk in it. But it it takes action on our part. There's some things that we have to do in order to take advantage of this benefit. Now, again, as I said earlier, my take on the Bible is that this is, uh, this is seed. That's what this is. Because the Bible tells us in Luke chapter 8, verse 11, that the word of God is seed. This is what Jesus said when he was 
teaching a parable about planting. He was telling a story but revealing a truth about planting seed. And in that parable, he concludes by saying, the seed is the word of God. And so you could say the word is seed, seed is the word. The word is like a seed. So when I saw that, I said to myself, okay, so what do I do with the word? Well, what do I do with seed? I plant seed. Then that's exactly what I should do with the word of God. If the word of God is seed, I should plant it just like I would plant a seed, right? So now in school, they teach us all kinds of things about, you know, it, it, different aspects of studying and, and, and so forth. And, but they don't teach us that part. They, they don't teach us about the word as a seed and how to practically apply that principle to our lives. And to me, it's one of the most important things we can understand and one of the most important things we can know because it literally change and save our lives. So the reason this is important is because believing starts with a seed. Believing starts with a seed. You don't choose what you believe. You believe what you meditate. Amen. And you meditate a thought seed. So if the word is seed, I ought to let that word become my thought seed so that I can believe. All right, so you don't believe something simply because you have a single thought about it. Just because a random thought comes to your mind doesn't make you believe a thing, right? You just, just don't end up believing any and everything that just pops into your head. The thought must be planted over time through meditation. That's why you got to be mindful about things people say to you because you can take what they say as a seed, plant it, and, and go home and meditate it and think about it and think about it and think about it until you start growing something. So you want to be cautious about what you allow to be planted in your mind and in your heart unless you want to grow it. So belief does not happen in the mind, it happens in the heart. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10 and verse 10, it is with the heart that mankind believes. It is with the heart that you believe. Say, I believe with my heart. What do you do with your mind? You think, you think with your mind. You think with your mind, but you believe with your heart. But let me show you, let me show you something. I'm just, just gonna take my time here. Let's go to Mark 11, and I want to show you the connection between the heart and the mind. In Mark 11 and verse uh, 20 to 23, this is Jesus. Jesus is talking, and he says, For verily I say unto you that whoever shall say to this mountain, 
Now, we've used this, and we said the mountain is an illustration of your adversity, your problems, your trials, your challenges, whatever your mountain is. What we learn here is that you should speak to that mountain. Not talk about it, but speak to it. Okay? He says, but whoever shall say to his mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. Those are phrases that dictates the way things ought to be. So when you're faced with a mountain in your life, you speak to it in terms of your desired outcomes. In other words, I don't speak to this mountain in terms of what it is or what somebody else say it's going to be. I speak to it in terms of what I desire to see. And so he says, say to it, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and watch this, and shall not doubt in his heart. Doubting is a function of the mind, but obviously, as Jesus states it, doubting can get into the heart. The heart is where you believe, doubt is where, uh, and doubt is a function of the mind. But if you doubt long enough, and if you doubt strong enough, that doubt can travel from your mind to your heart. But in other words, believe that those things that you say shall come to pass and you shall have whatsoever you say. So the objective here is to understand that, that God has given you a mind <clears throat> to embrace the seed or to receive the seed of his word within you so that you can plant seeds of belief so that you can grow what it is that God has spoken or that God is speaking. So believing begins with a seed. So if I'm going to talk about being healthy and living in health, then I got to believe that. It's, it's, got, it's, not, got to, it's not going to be something that I just, it's just a, a New Year's resolution. This has got to be something that, that I believe. And when I believe it, then I'm going to manifest that in my life. If I believe in long life, if I believe in renewed youth, then I'm going to manifest that in my life. If I believe that I have a right to walk in divine health and be healed and not be sick and disease, then I will manifest that in my life. Now, somebody may say, well, well, Pastor, I'm sick, and so does that mean I don't believe and I don't have faith? Well, first of all, stop calling yourself sick. That's the first thing you want to do. Stop declaring yourself sick. You say, well, I'm just talking the facts. Well, you need to talk the truth because God never referred to you as sick. He's always referred to you as the healed as the well. So that's one of the first things that has to change is your self-talk and, and how you see yourself and what you believe about yourself. So the word is seed. Say the word is seed. Okay, now this seed, which is the word, is also medicine. It's also medicine. In Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20, 
Here's what it says. Proverbs 4 and 20. It says, My son, attend to my words. Consent and submit to my sayings. Let them not depart from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart. For they are life to those who find them, and they are healing and health to all their flesh. That word health, well, in, in the King James Bible, the word health, uh, especially in the Greek, is translated medicine. But in any case, the word is healing and health or medicine to all your flesh. All your flesh. All your flesh. The word is medicine to all your flesh. It's healing to all your flesh. It's health to all your, all your flesh. So, why wouldn't I then approach my health from, a, from, the, from the basis of the word of God? I'm not saying don't go to the doctor. I'm not saying don't take your medicine, whatever the doctor has prescribed you. But I'm saying as a believer in Christ, we have a responsibility to approach our health from a biblical perspective. Let me, let me, share, this, let me share this with you. In, it's in Job 20, 20, 22, let me find it, Job 22 and 28. For more inspiration, visit our YouTube channel at Dr. Norman Thomas.